Uh, my name is Raj Gupta. I'm a professor of anesthesiology at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I recently gave a talk on the value of podcasting as a tool for uh, anesthesiologists and physicians in general um, at the American Society of Regional Anesthesia and Pain Medicine meeting in Hollywood, Florida for the uh, annual spring meeting that we have. And um, the, the main gist of the talk was to encourage physicians to use the platform of podcasting as a means of both uh, voicing their thoughts and opinions into the public sphere, but also sharing academic work uh, and collaborating and communicating with other uh, professionals out there um, in our specialty. Yeah, I've been podcasting in some form or another for almost 15 years now. Um, I initially started years ago with a colleague of mine. Uh, he had a podcast called the World of Anesthesiology Podcast, and he had started it and I kind of joined along with him. I thought it was really fascinating. And we kind of explored podcasting. Uh, I mean, we started anesthesiology from all different directions, all subject matters. He was a critical care physician. I was interested in regional anesthesia, um, but we kind of explored any topic that was relevant to anesthesiology at the time. And that was when I started interviewing people at the Azure Society meetings um, and interviewing faculty that were teaching from the podium and um, and recording podcasts as interviews at that time instead of just discussing a topic. And I really enjoyed that interaction, that communication that comes from interviewing people. Um, and so when I branched out to make my own podcast, I did it with uh, the American Society of Regional Anesthesia, and we uh, created the ASRA RAP podcast, uh, R-A-P-P, the Regional Anesthesia and Pain podcast. And um, the focus of that was both to discuss uh, literature, published literature and articles, but my hope was to always include the author of the article in the conversation, or if somebody is doing something innovative in the field, if a meeting was coming up, actually go and speak to the people doing that work so that um, we are uh, not just talking about something, but really getting it from the uh, person who's the thought leader and, and helping bring that information out from them. Uh, I thought that was a really valuable way of communicating with an audience um, that's interested in this field of acute, chronic, perioperative pain, transitional pain. Yeah, so I think that's the whole key is that there's always a series of small um, subspecialty items. The beauty of podcasting is um, that uh, it it allows the speaker to talk on a specific topic to a narrow audience. Um, and so that way you, um, you, you can expand um, on, a, on a topic that may be not appropriate for a large population of people, but in that small niche audience, there's a lot of enthusiasm. So, um, you know, I would argue that regional anesthesia and acute pain, chronic pain are relatively niche uh, topics from a professional standpoint. Now, if you expand it to the patient perspective, it would have a big, broader audience. But from the provider perspective, it's a relatively small niche audience. Now, somebody could take that even further and say they specifically want to create a podcast that's only about nerve blocks. You know, that's a smaller niche group. And we have that. There's a, a couple of my friends, uh, Amit Pawa and Jeff Gadsden, created a new podcast called Block It Like It's Hot. And they're having a lot of fun by throwing their own personality into it, which is a little bit more entertaining and um, and and kind of lighthearted. But they're sharing a lot of content in depth, specifically about nerve blocks, 
whereas my podcast is broader in the entire perioperative pain sphere and, and is more focused on interviewing people that are thought leaders in the space. So any niche can be a, a topic. That's the beauty of podcasting. If, if you're interested in that small topic and you feel that there's an audience out there that's really passionate about that small topic, anything can be uh, an opportunity for that. Yeah, I, I don't overcomplicate it. Figure out your voice, figure out your topic. I think that's your first thing. And then the third part of that is figure out your audience. Uh, who's going to want to listen to what you have to say? And you'd be surprised there's actually quite a bit of audience out there. Now that podcasting has become mainstream, a lot of people are listening. And even if you get a few hundred people listening, that's not uh, negligible. That's an important audience to be speaking to. And a few hundred may change to a few thousand over time. And um, one of the interesting things that I tell people is that um, in an academic environment, in the sphere of academic um, medicine, oftentimes, even when you publish an article, you're only speaking to a few hundred, maybe a few thousand people at a time that actually read the article. If the purpose of academic medicine is the conveyance of knowledge and, and creation of new knowledge and information, then podcasting creates an opportunity to speak to that audience in another way that might reach actually a larger uh, uh, audience and convey that knowledge to more people. And so what I would recommend is figure out what you want to talk to, talk about who you're going to talk to, and then practice. And you can record on simple, something as simple as your smartphone with your headphones and start recording audio on that. You don't need a fancy setup. Um, and then figuring out a pl publishing platform, and there's a lot of them out there on the internet that are relatively low cost and just start creating content, practice. Your first few episodes are not gonna be super um, um, polished. They're not gonna be necessarily heard by a large audience, but it's great warm up practice to figure out how are you gonna do this? What is it gonna sound like? And, and do you have something to say for more than three episodes? You know, do you have 10 episodes in you? Do you have 40 episodes in you? Do you have 100 episodes in you? What do you have that you want to speak about? And is there longevity there?